but you you really captured everyone i mean it's such a long time ago now it feels like but you really captured everyone with with you and paris working out and the kids um I'm running around you like a whole herd of children at times i mean i know that's changed now but it kind of kept you sane didn't it it did it did kept me sane um I was training five times a day during the lockdown um, for like 12 weeks, training, training, training. I just couldn't get enough of it. So it was helping me, giving me something to get up for in the morning. And it was my first session of the day. So it was really good stuff. Because it was only three weeks after you beat Wilder that we were suddenly in this... Because we've looked back time and time again, everyone I've been involved with saying, it just feels like a different world back in... January, we, we had Conor McGregor uh, in, in the fight uh, in, in January in Las Vegas. And then we had your fight and it was huge. Both two massive events. And your night stayed with us because it was so monumental. And then the world suddenly changed. Do you have that recollection of it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was all fun and games until we got back home and then the world fell off the edge of the world. We all fell off the edge of the world and we haven't recovered. We're still in the same position eight months later. Did you, did you have a chance to kind of settle in and enjoy your success in Vegas on February the 23rd or not? Um, to be honest with you, it's all in the past, like I always say, uh, Gareth. It's um, short-lived. When I get home, it's back to reality, back to the chores, back to the jobs, and back to normality. And that's it. Uh, and normality was um, you and Paris and the kids. Yeah. And you seem to really be enjoying it. I mean, the nice thing about you, and I've got to say this, is that you let your kids have fun with you as well. And you even, I mean, there were even a couple of really funny incidents where they lost their rag with dad even. And you're yes. very gentle with them. You know, it's, it's, you know, you're in a big rough, tough world and yet you're so gentle with your kids at home. Maybe it's my uh, downfall. I'm too gentle with a lot of things, a lot of people as well. And you know, in our days, people take kindness for a weakness, don't they? Um, but it's, it's not, not, but it's not. But it's not a weakness, Tyson. Kindness isn't a weakness, you know? It's a great virtue, you know? 100% is. Kind people can get taken advantage of, as we all know. Yeah, but you've grown as a person since you've been more open and vulnerable, as they call it now. You're not, you, you're not vulnerable in the true sense of the word. You, you know, you've got people around you who love you, but, you know, we, we all have vulnerable things about us. Um, and, um, you know you've kind of grown as a person, you've grown on everyone. Um, but you must be looking forward to getting back to, you're in camp at the moment, you must be looking forward to getting back to, to, to what you do best, certainly athletically, which is having a fight again. Yeah, I've, I've been training non-stop for, uh, forever, for the last since I've made a return, really. Um, I've not really had any days off. Now and again, odd day off, all the way through... Uh, the lockdown and, and whatever else has been going on so it's what I live to do I don't, don't do anything else so yeah I'll be happy to get back in the ring and have another fight in December I mean it's not Wilder did you think you were going to fight him for a long period um, and you thought it might come to yeah. fruition yeah I was um, the original 
date was July the 18th, then that didn't happen because he had an injury. They got put back three months, October 18th. That didn't happen because they were trying to get a venue um, that suited everybody. And then they had three dates in December, December 5th, 12th and 19th, which I agreed to all of them. And, and that obviously didn't happen. So, um, you know, I'm not going to wait around forever. I need to move on. I've got my own life. I can't live my life around somebody else's, you know. Do, do you not feel, obviously, the, 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 the explanation is the contract term has expired. Um, you guys were going to have to agree to something without a crowd in Las Vegas anyway. Um, presumably, you would have fought him if, he'd agreed, if they'd agreed those terms. Yeah, uh, we, we, well, I agreed to every date they set. Every date that was mentioned, I agreed to, but it's... Um, it's not worth me looking at it now. It's, uh, it's over. Deontay Wilder has... Um, I just tried to bring my character down with the bullshit he said. Uh, so if I was like the rest of the world, I'd probably sue him for defamation of character for about 100 million. But considering I'm not, not really interested in doing that type of thing. Um, yeah. So he'll never get a shot at me now. Finished. He'll never. For, for what he said... Listen, losing's one thing. Everybody can lose to a better man on the night, but to come out with the amount of BS that he's come out with over the last eight months, and he's conveniently waited until the contract's expired before he's uh, even opened his mouth for the last eight months. So, yeah, he's uh, ridiculous. And I don't even want to give him any airtime, so that's it for the bomber. But, 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 but the last couple of days were very odd about the, you know things in your gloves. I mean, I had the privilege of coming into your dressing room and as I know, and I can say it here on this recording with you, there's an official sitting there the entire time. His trainer, Jay Diaz, comes in to get to see your, your gloves wrapped and then they're taped up. I mean, it, yeah. it's almost like he'd taken the Halloween pill last Friday night, wasn't it? You know? You know I think he's lost his marbles. He, um, First of all, it was the suit. Then it was a bicep injury. Then his trainer was uh, on our team. Then the referee was against him. Then I've had weights in my gloves. Um, so now someone spiked his water. Do you know, it's, um, it's one of the things that I... None of my but interest... Say, but, but, the, but, 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 saying that, but saying that you would put something in your gloves to fight him is, you know, it's, it's one, as we know, it's one of the lowest things in boxing is, is you know, to, to, to do that to someone. But to accuse you of doing it seems so wrong. Uh, you know, you know, even... It is a defamation of character, isn't it? Mm -hmm. For sure. So it is what it is. I, you know, I'm uh, quite concerned for his mental well-being, to be fair, rather than his boxing career. That's gone. So well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. In the last couple of days, even Derek Chisora's mentioned in public, and AJ of all contacts, him say, "Calm the hell down," you know. Yeah. Sorry, listen. Some people can't take loss. Imagine being undefeated for twelve years as a professional and make ten defenses, and you were told that you could beat this guy, and he's come out. He's come back after three years out the ring and ballooning up in weight. I give you a boxing lesson. And then absolutely annihilated during the rematch. Mm. So, you know, would I be the same? No. I'd say, right, I lost to a better man, fair play. But, you know, they're not like me, are they? Got it. Look, AJ got beat by Ruiz. He didn't make a million excuses. He just said, fantastic, work, 
well done. So I suppose it's different sportsmen for different uh, places and that. So it's up to him what he wants to do. Um, well, you know what it's like. You've been undefeated in 12 years as a pro. Um, and even your draw, we all know, was a win, really. Um, the, 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 the camp you're in at the moment, have you got all your team with you? Have you been able to get them all around you? Um, you know, is Sugar over or not? Yeah, I've got Sugar here and I've got um, George Lockhart here with me. And that's it, full team, yeah. Everybody's here who should be. Is that cooking going on in the background? Yeah, there's George there cooking the next meal. Is John Fury's accent with an American? Is John Fury voice with an American accent? As I said to you last time, isn't it? He goes talking like that. Yeah, for sure. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, I, I can indeed. What are you having for dinner? What are we having for dinner, George? Uh, rice with, uh, oh, yeah. Well, I've rice and lamb. It looks good. Oh, nice. Imagine if it was your dad cooking up your dinner right now. Yeah, I'd be having, uh, I don't know what I'd be having. Something <laughs> is, dad, is, dad in, is John in camp with you as well? He has been in camp for the last uh, few days, but he's had to nip home to do some jobs. I think he's back tomorrow. No, because I know he always likes to get in shape around you while you're doing it as well. Are you having the run, the hill runs and everything together? Yeah, all that sort of stuff. It's a full, uh, full family effort. With regard to this fight, obviously, I mean, you know, when I'm talking to you now, you've disappeared. When I'm talking to you now, um, there's a contract out to Agit Kabayel potentially to fight you, but we're waiting for that to come back, presumably. Um, yeah. You have to take this fight very, very seriously because you're... World title's on the line, isn't it? The WBC world title's on the line. It's behind closed doors, so you don't get that energy, Tyson, from the crowd. So it's going to be a different kind of experience, isn't it? Yeah, and an experience I'm looking forward to. It's everything for Cabiel. It's his big night. It's his golden opportunity to change his life. And, you know, good luck to the lad. But, you, but for you... Do you have to, I mean, obviously you had the fights in between Wilder, which, you know, brought their own stresses and strains. But is it difficult thinking, you've been up all night, I'm going to have a go at you. You've yawned nine times since I've seen you. Do you know what? I did a, a, a hell of a session this morning um, with Christian. He nearly killed me in the gym, so I'm pretty tired. Christian Blacklock. Yeah. Hit me. Is it a strength and conditioning today, was it? Yeah. With Christian, yeah. So in, in many ways, what you're explaining is this is no different as a camp. This is a world title challenge. That's how you're seeing it, regardless of who steps in against you. And you've got to keep your belt. 100%. Yeah. All on the line, all to fight for. Is there anything different about this camp? I mean, are you, are you I mean... You're not in the gypsy caravans in, in, on the Lancashire, or the Lancashire farm, are you? you? You look like it's, looks like a fairly modern place you're at. No, no gypsy caravans today, this camp. I'm at home in Morecambe. Um, me camp, got me gym, got everyone over, got good sparring partners across. Everything's going really well, can't complain. 
so it, you know you look like you're bursting to fight basically but it but there's it's the weird thing it's like the the setup before another big fight because presumably after this you will be thinking about facing anthony joshua yeah hopefully why, why, do you, why do you say hopefully tyson because I've always said hopefully for every fight, you know, nothing, nothing's ever happening until you're in the ring in boxing. So, um, hopefully the fight gets made and we, we get to fight each other. We never can tell what's around the corner. You know, we never knew that this uh, pandemic was around the corner in January, February, did we? So everything's hopeful. You've just got to be hopeful that you're alive tomorrow. Never mind uh, thinking too much into the future. I only live my life one day at a time. But presumably, um, unifying the belts is important to you. You know, you, no, you've got... No. no? Yeah. I've already done it, haven't I? I've already had all the belts. I'm the first heavyweight in history to have every single belt. Me, the first. First of my kind. The one and only. So all the undisputed rubbish doesn't mean anything to me. You know, I just want to fight. Whoever's out there, let's just fight. Get it over with. Come on. It's only a boxing match. It's not the end of the world. It's a boxing fight. Let's do what we do best. Get paid and entertain the, 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 the public. Entertain fans and people alike. And that's it. Put it on the line. And whoever wins, wins. Best man wins. The most important thing is both fighters go home to the family safe. And um, we all stay out of trouble and out of jail, hopefully. <laughs> but like like you say um it's it's not you know life itself is 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 the most important thing and how we act and how we are and all those things and how we treat other people but yeah. presumably for you defeating anthony joshua leaves no question marks about the era um i don't know do you know i see it only as a boxing match to be honest with you gareth you know, you can dress it all up as much as you want. Biggest fight in the century, biggest fight in history, biggest British boxing fight to ever happen. It is what it is. It's a boxing match between two men who's going to go in there and punch the living daylights out of each other for the entertainment of the crowd. Um, who goes down in history? What goes down in history? Like I've always said, I said it before I even beat Klitschko. I said it before I even beat Chisora. Don't really care about legacies, don't care about history, because worrying about legacies and history means that I'm no longer with us, or we are, I'm no longer active, so I'll just enjoy my activity, and staying healthy and out of trouble, and that's all I care about, you know, being the undisputed world champion, well, when I beat Klitschko, I was that, um, I beat Wilder, I beat them all, so does it make me feel any better? Not really, to be fair. Do I feel like a superhuman? No. Am I still just a husband, a father, a brother and a son? Yes. Am I still just a normal person who gets up every day and does the same thing as everybody else? Yes. Should I be talking like this as an influencer and as somebody of my power? No, I shouldn't be. But the truth of the matter is, it's the truth. We're only human after all. We all do the same stuff day in, day out. And today I've not even had a shave. So there we are. No, but I think, I mean, if I can just say this i mean it's one of the reasons we've always got on is we're authentic with each other and, yeah. and 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 i think that's why people have come to love you because because you're authentic 
and yeah. and, okay. and you, you for a start you face those challenges which everybody admires which is stepping into the ring in a fight you know athletically yeah. emotionally mentally but i think that's why people have grown to love you because you're authentic because you're yeah. yourself you know and long may that last you you shouldn't change you know yeah a lot of people Gareth, they want a lot of things. They want knowledge, they want power over others. They want everything. But you know what I want is a bit of happiness and contentment. I'm not interested in all the championships and all the money in the world. I don't want to conquer the world, I'm not interested. All I want is to be happy, that's it. I'm happy now. You know, very happy person. I'm in camp, I'm healthy, I'm out of trouble, I'm well. That's happiness for me. My kids are happy, my wife's happy, you know. It's, I'm a very, very um, content person, contented. Um, so all the money and all the belts and everything else that goes with it couldn't make me any happier than I already am because every day we wake up is a good day. Every day to breathe God's fresh air is a good day. You know, and life's, life is precious to an insect, to a bird, to a dog, to anything. Never mind a human being who can talk to others and do nice things and eat nice food and see nice places. You know, there's got to be more to life than wanting all the time. Um, but I suppose we all want, even me now, I just want to be happy. I want to stay happy and I want to stay out of trouble and I want to just live my life as a normal person of society and that's it. Do you, do you think to do that, you must never go up to 27 stone again and you've always got to make sure that you get out there and have your runs and be physical and go and play sports and, and be in the gym is that really important that you don't... Will you ever be 27 stone again? No, but you can never say never to anything because you never know what the future holds. But I love training. I love working out. I love going to the gym. I love doing all that sort of stuff. So it's part of my life, a massive part of my life. And without it, I'd be um, suicidal and I'd be back mentally unwell again within a short period of time. I'd balloon up in weight. And I don't want to do that. I know to, to be a a good person, I've got to stay on the straight and narrow. I have to stay healthy and I have to stay fit. And that's the best job in the world, isn't it? Staying fit. I'm most happiest when I'm in the gym, when I'm training or just after a session, having a shower. You know, it feels fantastic. And for anyone listening out there who is suffering a bit with mental problems at the moment, then, you know, training is, is an excellent way of uh, having a release for sure. It's better than taking other chemicals, isn't it? It's, you know, it's better than boozing. It's better than all those things, you know? Yeah, you know, for me, the, the exercising has, has become a massive part of my daily routine, a massive part of my, my life all year round. It's like I've, don't really, I don't take days off. I don't, I don't enjoy them if I do. I take some days off, but I don't enjoy them. I don't enjoy the rest. I love, I love to train. And I always have done, and I never knew what it used to be to make me tick. I thought it was boxing, but it's not. It's training, staying fit, staying healthy, looking in shape. I love that, I love that feeling of being uh, being healthy and fit. And you never know what until it's gone. Same with everything. There we go. There's the furious method right there being talked about live and direct. Um, you're also a student of the game. You will have seen um, Derek Chisora, who you beat handily the first time and who you dominated the second time with that southpaw stance and that left uppercut over and over and over again. I'm oh God, I, 
I think I, I went to sleep dreaming of your left uppercuts that night. It was a very foggy night and it went on late. Do you remember at the XL? There was a pea soup fog that night and you literally couldn't see 10 foot ahead of you. Do you remember that? I remember it, yeah, I remember it vividly. Um, Derek had had a good, five good wins on a spin against good opposition. And I had just coming off a, um, an 18 month layoff, as usual. 2014, um, 2014. It was. Yeah, it was uh, November, end of November 14. Yeah. I, you know, I did watch the fight with Chisora and Isakai. Yeah, I watched it. I thought it, was, thought it was an entertaining fight. I thought it was close. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, I scored it a draw. I thought Derek did enough to get a draw, to be fair. Um, and I even heard that um, Usek's manager and his, uh, his, his buddy was there and they scored it a draw too. Some people had Chisora winning, some people had him losing by a couple, but either all. He, he didn't do himself any injustice. He, he put up a good fight, even at his age, though, 37 years old. Um, after all the hard fights he's um, had, to, to put up a, a good fight and get a draw or even win it, or running close to some guy who's supposed to be the, next, the best thing since sliced bread, um, I thought it was a good performance and, you know, deserves all the respect and credit that he, he gets. What about the sliced bread, then, the Ukrainian sliced bread? What did you make of Usyk's first proper fight at heavyweight? You know, styles make fights and, um, you know, Derek Chisora will give anybody a hard night's work. Um, he, he showed it time and time again. He'd give everybody good fights. Um, so, yeah, Usek's no different and he doesn't go down. No one can humiliate Derek Chisora because he's a good fighter. You know, he's got the experience and he's uh, fit and determined. But, you know, styles do make fights and, and, and obviously uh, the style for Usek wasn't what he was looking for on the night, but I'm sure he'll learn from that and, and take it back to the gym and, and regroup because um, did we see the best Alexander Rusek? I'm not sure. Did we see the best Alexander Rusek at heavyweight? I don't know. Mm. But um, on, on that performance, I can, I can say that none of, the, none of the top 15 heavyweights out there are, uh, are sweating Alexander Rusek at the moment, unfortunately. None, none of us are quaking. None of us are like, is that it? Everyone's like, okay. Is that what all the hype was about? You know, it is what it is. This is a heavyweight game. And heavyweights ain't like they were years ago. And Chisora is probably the smallest heavyweight out there. Mm. Um, being brutally honest, I think when he fights a big heavyweight, he can punch a bit. I think he'd be like a lamb to slaughter. My takeaway for, for what it's worth to you is that I thought you could feel... Usyk going through the first four rounds, you could feel him thinking, wow, I really am in here with a much heavier man. Um, yeah. Those three rounds, you could see it on his face, you could see it in his, in, his, in his body posture. But I know he's a slow starter and he likes to think his way into a fight. It's that Eastern European style that he and Lomachenko both do. Um, he had Derek Hurt in the seventh, I thought, you know, and, um, you know, probably should have tried to get him out of there. But I think... A lot had been taken out of his body by then. He's a great mover. I think he could survive against big heavyweights. Maybe. I don't think he's got the single explosive power that he needs to to put the big heavyweights on the back foot. That's my view, you know? Yeah, listen, it's a uh, valid point. I just, uh, my, my opinion of it is, you know, it's the heavyweight division and not the cruiserweight division for a reason. But I understand, look, all cruiserweights who do well want to step up to heavyweight to get that big money. They all want a piece of the pie. But there's divisions for reasons. 
And, and me personally, I think every step's up. I don't, after his last performance, I thought, I obviously thought he was better than he was. Because I, I highly rated Alexander Rusek as a master technician, as the cruiserweight. Mm. But that heavyweight, it's, uh, there was nothing to, that impressed me, to be fair. It was, it was, it was a mediocre average performance. When that's you, not harsh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, an average mediocre performance. I mean, you know, you're, you're looking from the very top of the spot. I was, going to inter I was interrupting because I was thinking about, oh, obviously it's never happened now and it doesn't matter so much now. Um, but do you think David Hay had second thoughts about facing you uh, way back when and, and didn't step in because he thought, I, I'm too small for this guy? You know, there's heavyweights and then there's monster heavyweights and, and I fit into that monster heavyweight category. To be 275 pounds and six foot nine inches tall, you're a monster, aren't you? You're not a normal sized man. So for all those smaller guys, like six two, six threes, fifteen stones, it's always going to be difficult. And if you haven't got that one explosive punch like David A did have, then I think you're uh, you're in for a long night against any big heavyweight. As he saw against Chisora, who no disrespect to Chisora, but yeah, I think he's passed his best by quite a shot, quite a while. Um, he's not the Chisora that I fought in 2014. No. no. But I said, sorry, I even fought in 11. Chisora, listen, it's no secret. Age catches up with everybody. And that's it. Me and Chisora now are, uh, we're the last of the last era. <laughs> we're the last people standing. Everyone else has retired who we knew. We're boxing back in the day. How, how will you know when you've had enough? You know, I, for me, I don't really, I don't have lots of fights that are wars and I don't take tons of punches and, you know, it is what it is. When I've had enough, I'll just walk away from it and won't box anymore. I've had enough, that'll be it. I'll know when I've had enough. When I can't uh, perform and do the things I used to do in me uh, performer glory. I've got only a couple more questions for you, really. I, I wanted to know, this was a deep question, really. What have you learnt most about yourself during the last eight months, during lockdown and time with the family? What have you learnt about yourself? Nothing I didn't already know, to be fair. Mm. Um, you know, I know I always knew I was a home bird. I like to be home and I like to be settled in a, in a routine. Um, you know, routine is, is everything to me. Regimented routine. I love, I love the structure in life. Um, I love getting up and knowing what I'm doing. And, and the lockdown the last eight months has really showed me that that's the way to go. Um, and on... Actually, I want to ask you about the lightweight knockout. Javonta Davis the other day, the lightweight division. Javonta Davis, Tiafimo Lopez, Luke Campbell, Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney. What a division, Tyson. I know you're a student of the game, as I said. Yeah. It's a cracking division at the moment, isn't it? There's a lot of guys there as well who could like, potentially move up a few pounds or come down a few pounds because in them weights, there's only four pounds that separate all the divisions. So, yeah, there's a lot of excellent fights to be made and it's... Uh, it's a division that has not had a lot of light in it for a long time. But now it's the division that's thriving. And I'm excited to see uh, my guy, um, Tiafimo Lopez, fulfill my uh, prophecy. Oh, is, is he your guy? Is he in the division? He's the number one for you, yeah? Yeah, listen, Lomachenko was the guy. Um, and he beat the guy. So he, he's got to be the guy, for sure. Javonta? 
they're all they're all good. They're all good. But if you beat the number one, or you beat the number ten, you can only go who you beat. So the best in the division was always Lomachenko, and he's just been beaten by my guy. So he's got to be number one at the moment. But Javonta, I'd love to see that fight him and Javonta Davis. That'd be a good fight. Lopez and Davis, great fight. Garcia. Even Luke Campbell in that mix, he's got the experience and the, the size and the pedigree. Uh, there's lots of good guys at that weight. Devin Haney. Um, there's a few bit below him is uh, Emmanuel Neveretti. Yeah. Uh, Stevenson. There's so many talented fighters around that sort of weight within a few pounds of each other. So, December the 5th. Um... What do you do to your opponent? I know we'll probably speak before then anyway, but what do you do to your opponent? Bell rings, December the 5th. The Gypsy yeah. King is in the ring. What happens? Well, whoever that opponent is, because we haven't got no confirmation yet, um, I just do me thing. I go out there, perform to the best of my ability, and, um, and that's it. Win the fight and go home. You're not going to sing a song for us? I suppose you need a crowd, you need Paris there to sing a song, yeah? It's going to be difficult for me with the uh, crowds and nothing like that because it's, I'm, I'm a type of fighter that thrives on the electricity of the crowd and the atmosphere and all that sort of stuff. So that'll be a challenging moment. But, you know, it, it is what it is. We're all going to uh, work for our wages. And uh, it's just me going back to work, doing what I do best, like you say, box. But, but are you going to get someone to kind of rattle your cage in your dressing room or just get you, you know, get you up for it? Because we know you've got silky skills. Here anyway, um, I never get rattled or really get up. I'm just relaxed boxer, really. So, yeah. Listen, when we get in the ring, like in sparring in the gym, there's nobody there. And I, I still spar, you know, so... It, it's going to be like that, I suppose, having no one in the arena. I've been in the arena when it's an empty arena. I watched um, Nathan, not Nathan Gorman. Uh, who did I watch recently? I watched Daniel Dubois. You did, fight, yeah. yeah. Um, up at the, the uh, BT studios. It is what it is. We, uh, we're adapt. As humans, we're known to be adapters. So we've got to adapt to the situations. Oh, I'm on that, by the way. Sorry, I'm, I, I should have asked you. How do you see that fight between Daniel Dubois and, um, and Joe Joyce? I see it as a real pick and fight. It's whoever you fancy to win it as an individual person. I think it's a great matchup. Uh, one of the best matchups you're going to get to see for a British heavyweight title. They're both ranked in the top 15 in WBC, so they're two viable opponents for me in the future sometime. Um, and also, I've got to say, he's made the best man win. The fans are the real winners here because they get to see two undefeated heavyweights um, throw down at such an early level. So, yeah, fantastic fight to be made. Well done, guys, whoever made it. Frank Warren. Well, Tyson, I want to thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate your time today. You look great. You sound great. You haven't changed. Lockdown didn't change you. It just made you better. Hungry, <sighs> bigger, nastier in the ring. <laughs> Just a quick one. Thank you very much uh, for your time, as always, Gareth. Um, always uh, like to keep you uh, informed. And yeah, uh, whoever's listening, watching, however you're getting this to your ears, check out my book, The Furious Methods, available the 12th of November.